When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Happy Monday and welcome. It's a glorious day. 67 degrees, lots of sun, and we're going to have sun pretty much all week long. And temperatures in the uh, 60s, so we're happy about that. Lori and Julia show my talk 1071 Everything Entertainment, where this week... We are going to ask you to guess the celebrity voice, and if you do, we'll be sending you to see some guy named Bon Jovi. Ah, Donnie. <laughs> I know. It's next Saturday night. Uh, that's right. This no upcoming, less. This upcoming, yeah, that'll Newly be Newly elected to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Donnie, bon we are more than a little excited about this weather. It has uh, been exactly six months since we have seen these temperatures. Six long. Has it been that yes. long? Yes. Oh, that's what Paul Douglas or one of the, the KSTP weather guy, it has been it's six all. months since we've had... 65 degrees, something above 65. That's just unbelievable. Uh, yeah. So. That's just so wrong in so many ways. <laughs> so many it's ways. so mm-hmm. wrong. I know. I walked in with three other people wearing open-toe shoes. Yeah, people are... Just, we're done. Uh, there's snow still in my yard and everything, but oh, yeah. I don't even care. Casey and I, uh, you know, brought out um, some lawn table. chairs, yeah. you know, some lawn chairs and um he just said i'm laying in front of the snowbank because the sun is hitting me right here right yeah it's just time yeah it is so uh what's everybody's weekend claim to fame i know what mine was three days in a row at paisley park i was only gonna do two i couldn't stop going really it was amazing mm-hmm. it was magical it was celebratory and you were with your purple family and it was really incredible wow yeah and I, of course, we're going to talk with Rocco. Rocco and my brother are two prince peas in a pod. Okay. They are. They go deep. They go long with Prince. They stayed with him. They know obscure stuff. Uh, they could tell, oh, that's from, I mean, it just, I, I couldn't believe it. I just, uh, it was kind of fun being around um, two people who were just like so, so, knowledgeable and they felt not very knowledgeable compared to some of the other people that were there oh yeah we I, we met a lot of fun people we met some really fun minnesota ladies ladies hello, hello. but i would say only 10 percent of the four thousand people who went to this prince thing yeah um it's called um prince's celebration mm-hmm. for four days Maybe ten percent were from Minnesota. Only ten percent. I would 4, say forty percent were from other states. Wow. And the other forty percent were from out of the country. Stop. Really? Not even kidding you. Wow, Not even kidding. That is so surprising to me. Yeah. It, wow. It, and there were four thousand people. So two thousand yes. of them were from other. 
That's surprising. Yeah. And wow. I, yeah. So anyway, so that was I. I wasn't going to go yesterday, and then I was just like, just I was. I was like, I got, I, I got to get out there again. Like I, I can't miss these panels. We saw musical performance. So we'll. T- but that okay. that was my definitely. We okay. can claim to fame. It was uh, Prince owned my butt all, all right. weekend. Fargo owned mine. Oh, did it? <laughs> and I haven't been to Fargo since we uh, landed there during a snowstorm. Yeah. And I have to be honest, I've never. I've driven through Fargo a mil- million times. I've never stayed there. They have this cute downtown yes, area. Yes, they do. Our hotel was sold out. Um, you know, they had a lot of stuff going on up there. But we went there because there was no snow and the boys could play baseball for St. Thomas. Yes. So I was with my purple people. Yeah. Um, my Tommy mommies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We oh, were both with our purple people. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it was so much fun. Yeah. We just one the of the ladies fun and we were outside in the sun all day. One of the ladies that I met yesterday just said, What wanted me to ask you, what is Julia gonna do when baseball comes oh, to no. an end? You don't and even I said, know. I'm not asking her that right now because she's got all these games to make up. So there's we, going to be a lot of time together. I said, but yes, there's panic at the disco. And we were blessed because we got to stay in Fargo overnight together, the group. Yeah. You know, and a lot of the parents went. And so we stayed and we went. Did you Lori, go out? panic at the disco because so many of the people are seniors this year. Uh, it's major panic. And they're like, what are we going to do next? And, and we were laughing so hard about what our lives are going to be post. You know, we've just been lucky that our kids played in college. It's Division Three, but just kind of. Yeah, absolutely. You've always been. Uh, you've liked your baseball mom, as the lady said yesterday. Julia's been a baseball mom for a very long time. <laughs> I said, yes, those kids started having to pitch when they were three. Yeah. I know. Like Do it. it again. Harder. <laughs> faster. No, so I don't know. Are we talking baseball still? Yeah. But okay, I do know sure. one fact. Okay, so the Dairy Queen in Fargo has this giant on a stick dilly bar Mm -hmm. out in the, you know, where the picnic tables are. And I'm like, did you guys see the giant dilly bar? I guess they invented the dilly bar at that one. So I thought that was kind of fun. But they really, that is a cute downtown. Yes, it is. Kind of old fashioned. Looks like a small town USA. Great restaurants, great bars. Gosh, I I was fun. fun. All right, Donald. Donnie, what was your weekend claim to fame? I saw, most of the time, I was outside as much as possible, oh, of course. So nice. uh, but I did see a really interesting documentary on Netflix called Mercury 13. Have you heard of this? Never. Okay. If you liked hidden figures, you'll like Mercury 13. Because? The, this is in the, uh, you know, the, the first seven astronauts, the, the guys, the Mercury astronauts, the first group. The doctor that picked them and trained them and went through all the testing, he was very forward-thinking for the early 60s and said, I think women can do this. So he selected 13 women and put them through the same testing program that the men did, and he wanted them to be astronauts. And they they, all passed. But they never were astronauts. They met with sexism and discrimination like you would not believe. Yeah. I I do believe it. I do believe it because in the 60s, as a woman, you couldn't even have a credit card or a line of credit or buy a house or anything. Even the male astronauts were saying really terrible things about them. Oh, yeah. Wow. They asked one of the astronauts, they said, uh, you know, what do you think about, you know, a woman going up into space? He actually said on camera. Well, maybe instead of sending that monkey up there, they could have sent a woman. Oh, I don't know that. if I want to see this. Oh no, you just it was good. You, for the women you got to watch. Yeah, it. these to, these to women the were, were absolutely amazing. Right, cool. Yeah. And Joy, I did go see a quiet place. Oh, you finally oh, saw finally. it! Finally saw it. I went with my brother, who was in town for the Prince celebration, uh-huh. and we were at the eleven thirty show at Rosedale. So the in first the one of the day, okay, yeah, to get the five dollar ticket price. Oh, yeah. But it just worked because sure. of our Paisley. We had to be out there at like four, 
and the theater was packed. I couldn't tell if it was packed because it was just five o'clock, but it's now playing in two theaters at Rosedale. Okay, so So tell me. Expanded. I loved it. It was so good. So good. It was a great movie. It and I almost think her performance. She was incredible. That could be an Academy Award performance because she never spoke. Yeah, no, her face, her face uh, emoted everything. It was I mean, just, and the kids were so good. It ooh. was, it was. I mean, I had to look through my fingers a couple yep. times and close my eyes. And very excellent movie. I can. Did that one go back to it the top of the box? It went back up at number yeah. one, and the um, the rock movie went down to number two. But that Whoa. thing has made a hundred and like twenty two million dollars. It's so good. Mm. Yeah. So that's going to be kind of fun, isn't it? All right, listen, it is time to go, Julia. Uh, We'll be giving away our Bon Jovi tickets next hour, so just uh, FYI. And then we come back, it's our story, we can't get enough. Busy across the pond celebrating the Queen's 93rd birthday, having a royal baby being born, and of course, huh? 92nd, excuse me. Don't want to rush anything, Jay's. And she was riding a horse yesterday. I love her. She was (laughs) riding a horse while her her, uh, daughter in law was in the hospital straining to give birth. Straining. (laughs) Well, an eight pound, seven pound ounce baby. That is a big baby. That's a healthy baby. Yeah. That's a big baby. I was eight eight. I just can't imagine you coming out of your mother. That is so big for your mother's size because she's shorter than me. Yeah. Well, she wow. was she was seventeen. Yeah, so, I guess I she mean, could handle you know, it. Back to shape and pregnant. You know. Again, a month later. <laughs> a month later. <laughs> uh, here's the Today Show, of course, uh, talking about the royal baby birth. First the birthday, now a birth, and then, oh yeah, there's a little wedding to plan. These days, the royal family is a busy family. I think to have a royal baby and then a royal wedding happening almost at the same time is quite exciting for royal watchers. With baby number three now arriving for William and Kate, it means more than figuring out which hand-me-downs to wear or prepping a car seat in the third row. It's a matter of who could take the throne. The royal family have modernized the monarchy to make sure that girls can't be overtaken by boys when it comes to the line of succession. The newborn will become fifth in line, displacing Uncle Harry again, (laughs) following Prince Charles, Prince William, big brother George, and sister Charlotte, who retains her position. And as for that other royal couple, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle, they haven't slowed down at all. Their wedding now just 26 days away. In case you lost your save the date, that's May 19th in St. George's Chapel at Windsor Castle. The couple stepping out over the weekend at a ceremony for the upcoming Invictus Games, the site of their first official appearance together. Markle, in addition to preparing for her new role as a royal aunt, is also planning to take on a bigger role in the royal family. The former actress, who just got married on the small screen, named one of Time magazine's 100 Most Influential People of 2018. Her fellow actress, Priyana Chopra, writing, Meghan, standing shoulder to shoulder with Harry, will be a princess for the people. I think as well, Meghan's putting her stamp on her own future role. She's already spoken out about feminism. She's already said that she wants to tackle gay rights across the Commonwealth. So she's already saying, look, I'm going to be an individual and I'm going to be free-spirited in my approach, which I think is quite refreshing for people. 
But today, of course, the focus is on William and Kate and their newborn baby Prince. We understand, we're hearing from British media, uh, that someone has spotted the hairdresser leaving out the back door of the hospital. And guys, you know what that means. It means we may soon see Kate and William on the front steps. But And we have and seen we have them. Seen we them. saw them a couple right. hours ago. She said, apparently the UK has the shortest stay for mothers in hospitals than any other one and a half days. In America, it's two days. I think for a country that has six weeks of vacation, yeah, yeah, yeah. that they only have the short They have stand. the shortest of any industrialized uh, nation in Europe. And they've stepped out with the baby boy. We'll know his name tomorrow. His title is His Royal Highness Prince Blank of Cambridge. Same as, uh, right. you know, any, I guess that's always there, His Royal Highness Prince Blank of Cambridge. And she wore a red dress with an eyelet thing, and they're saying... Like a collar, like, like a, a Peter collar. Pan collar. Yes, and uh, it, that it's another homage to Princess Diana post-delivery, because even though Diana didn't wear a dress like this on the steps, she wore one very soon afterwards, blah, blah, blah. But her hair looked amazing, and she just looks, they look so happy on the steps next to the town crier, who isn't the real town crier, but just does that. I'm just trying to imagine. Okay, so my... And I guess she has to leave the hospital. She does. Because this Lindo, there's all these babies being born, and it's such a ruckus having them there. Exactly. She yeah, can recoup at yeah. home. Right, and all the photographers are going to be there, but she's in high heels. Oh, yeah. She's in a dress. Okay, so I'm thinking of my own deliveries. Number one, I was in the hospital for days afterwards just because I needed to be in this number two birth. There's no way in heck I could have put my, my feet in a pump. Oh, I know. Can you believe that? My body in a dress like that, but I suppose well, if someone comes and does your hair and makeup. Yeah. The dress, you just slip but over your head. We're that talking would be hours. I, it blows me away what they do, but I suppose if someone comes over there and puts everything on you and makes you look all beautiful, you could do it. She always looks very glowy and pretty we this is the third time we've seen her on the steps of the hospital and honestly she just looks she's got a glow she does have a glow glow. and this baby the pictures you know because it's a bigger baby they look their faces fall it looks so cute he looks Mm -hmm. so cute so the names that they're thinking might be like albert or arthur arthur's the leading contender i think right now at five to one and then James at eight to one. Oh, yeah, geez, they so. just rotate the same twelve names. Yeah, I know, much. don't they? Yeah. Oh, but, that's cute. But Kensington Palace—they showed a cute photo, and they just said, "Welcome to the family." Oh, cute! Really cute. And then the other thing that they're going crazy about over at uh, uh, for the wedding is that um, um, because the reception is going to be at the Frogmore House which was built in 17th century. Apparently, the plumbing is 17th century as well. Mm-hmm. And they're worried about the damage that 200 people will be doing with their drinking, and hopefully they're not pooping because it's the... All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasts platforms and you can also find it on uappodcast.com 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Afternoon, but they are getting, again, copying, doing, taking a page out of Pippa Middleton's, and they're getting the fancy, fancy porta Okay, Porta but these potties. are so fancy. Porta okay. I remember the first time when and we... And Pippa's pregnant, by the way. Oh, she is? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah she... she the tabby, tabby, rich. Rich James mm-hmm. Matthew. Notice how she drops that the same day as the royal birth. Did she really just mm-hmm. announce that yeah. today? Yeah. Oh, come on. Give her sister a day. <laughs> I, wouldn't you think? Come on. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm sure it's not like she's showing she's Pippa the upstager. Exactly. Well, and also also the the British tabloids are going crazy over her father-in-law being charged with two underage rapes. Right. So there's a lot of stuff going on. All right. But back to this Mm -hmm. this um, upscaled um, satellite. Yes. The Um, Portaloo is what they call it. A posh Portaloo. They boasted these boast oak fittings, porcelain basins. Spot lighting and full-length mirrors. Oh, They're fancy. fitted with vacuum flushes, which um, are eco-friendly. And these are the ones that you have on the planes. I feel like we have had some very fancy ones say. at the SAG Awards. They have the makeup bulb lights. They've Probably got carpeting. Yeah. Carpet, carpeting. Yeah, they have the side panels of the mirror are close-ups. So you if have you a needed... sink to wash your hands. It's yes. a pedal sink or something. Yeah. Don't you remember? I thought posh, and they had posh. tissue and, and uh, Q-tips. It was posh. Very. Posh. So this is what's going to happen. But back a little bit to the lovely new royal baby prince, whatever. Yes. The fifth in succession. Mm-hmm. Um, His he, Royal Highness, Highness Prince Blank of Cambridge. Oh. He's already an HRH. All of his towels will be engraved. That's right. Oh. It's so cute. <laughs> but he is wrapped in this baby blanket from G.H. Hurton's son. Is it already sold out? Well, <laughs> It's. Oh, I'm boy. looking at them. They make cashmere blankets. Oh Lori. my gosh! Isn't it? Eyelet? They're calling them. A, a, they're baby shawls. Oh. So they're about a hundred and twenty-five dollars. Yeah. And um, boy, is that baby wrapped up tight? Is that the? You that's swaddle what you your do. baby exactly. Swaddle. All babies are tighter than tight. Yeah. Tighter than tight. To mimic the womb. Right. I don't know if they have to take a um, a car seat test because both of my kids we had to take car seat tests to make sure that we could take them home. You have to do this test. I don't even know if they do that anymore. Well, well we saw that with uh, with um, the to- George when he was born. Remember, uh, he came out in a car. No, no? William adjusted to, the car right. seat and- in the hospital. Though you have to bring in your car seat and they have to see if your baby fits in it right. Yeah, I don't know about it across the pond. That. Who knows? This but is I, exciting. Yeah, you know it's very. But uh, yeah, there's Queen Elizabeth galloping around on her horse yesterday. Just they say you just keep ha- you have to keep living your life. Mm-hmm. The minute yeah. you stop, you get old and you fall over and mm-hmm. break a hip. Yeah, well, she <laughs> so is just not. keep living your life. Yeah, that is good. You know, she walks, she gets the fresh air, she does everything. I mean, the fact that she's home by supper time, basically, mm-hmm. Kate, is unbelievable. Yeah, Lori. It, yeah it really mm-hmm. is. Um, it just was like very, very. I didn't want to walk either. I mean, that's really interesting. Um, I don't know how sh- they do it. 
Yeah, they call it a smoothly choreographed operation. Okay. Um, Can you give me some details? Well, just it's been perfected after having two other children. So in the late afternoon, Charlotte and Prince George and Princess Charlotte went and visited their little brother. cutest pictures. And then about 6 o'clock, because she gave birth at 11 a.m. this morning. And she left? At 6 p.m. Oh, my gosh. And they posed for all the photogs, and then the trio headed home with the baby secure in the car seat, and television helicopters followed the Royal Range Rover as it made the mile-long journey to Kensington Palace. I couldn't even sit. I mean, that's kind of something. They are very delighted. The kids. The the couple is delighted oh. with the new addition to the family. Well, mazel. That's so fun. Tomorrow, the bells will ring at Westminster and a gun salute at Hyde Park will be happening. All we right, have we'll, the baby. All right. Listen, we'll be back. Uh, we've got a special guest. She's up on all the trends. This is the My Talk Now Trending Report. There are things you need to know. Trending online this afternoon, Waffle House. The naked gunman who killed four people at a Waffle House in Tennessee over the weekend is in custody after a manhunt. Travis Ranking is currently in police custody. Uh, the royal baby, of course, naturally trending. Prince William and Duchess Kate welcome their third child, a boy, today in London. Congratulations. We don't know the name yet. Also, today is World Book Day and also trending Crazy Rich Asians. The first trailer for the upcoming movie is out and Constance Wu and Michelle Yeoh star in the adaptation of Kevin Kwan's novel. The movie hits theaters on August 17th. And also, don't forget, it's National Picnic Day. Yay! Yay! Finally, we have weather. Yay! Hey, but it's going to be kind of muddy for a picnic. Oh, that's true. Donnie, thank you for playing one of our favorite Prince songs ever, which is basically almost all the songs. We have uh, Rocco Benelli <laughs> joining us. We that's just love them all. statement, which was all the Prince songs. Uh, yeah, and Rocco, of course, he works with us, but he is a true blue Prince fan. Rocco, how yes, you doing? Yes, good. And you and I got to go out and do some Prince stuff. Oh, it was so So you guys fun. survived. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we did. And it was really fun. Let's start with the Friday night concert, which people weren't sure what it was going to be. It was Prince in concert on a stage. Yeah, did you, did on, you like it? On the, Yeah. What did they, how did they describe it? They said it's going to be Prince on the big screen. Yes. But with music by an all-star band. Yes. And yeah, I mean, I think... We both sort of went in uh, looking at fun, but skeptical yeah. because we were wondering, is this too soon? Is this going to be weird? Is this tacky? Yeah. But I think we both had a great time. Everybody there except for John Bream and Ross <laughs> I, I had a great say, time. Because I read their reviews and I'm like, oh, it sounded like it was a stinker. Well, but remember now, these guys have interviewed friends. John right. Bream has known him for a long, long time. Both of them did make this point, And I did hear from other friends of mine that were at the concert okay. that they felt that Prince... They had a live band with a living room set and this stage and it was very cool. Right. But they felt that the... What was the footage from this concert footage? So we found out when we went back to the celebration at Paisley the next day, this was from 2011 from a couple different shows in uh, North Carolina. Yes. And so the musicology what, tour is that well, what I thought it was a musicology tour, but that was in 04. This was in 2011. This See was how he, the look Wel- at how he knows. Welcome to a tour. Welcome. But yeah, so what the they s- thought the, the screen were. should have been up front right. and the musicians on the side. That oh. Prince should have been front and center, not behind the musicians. Um, and that the concert footage that was selected 
was because Prince filmed everything, right? right. Is, isn't that what's kind of weak? But this this footage, I think, the reason why they used it is because obviously they they not only shot it well, but they recorded it, you know, multi track. So they had access to just Prince's voice and just Prince's guitar. So the band played along, so it felt like they were playing with him, and it was the band that was with him that night, and right so, down but, to the singers. So Prince sang though. Yeah. So yes. basically. Okay. The way we kind of learned it the next day, the, the the video guys put together this amazing, you know, footage of Prince, and then the drummer, Kirk Johnson, had a click track in his ear, and he could play along exactly to the beat of the existing concert, and then the rest of the band followed Kirk. They followed him. Wow, interesting. And they must they, have had to practice oh a gosh, lot. They said they practiced oh, hours and hours, and, and they were a tight band, and Kip Blackshire was one of the uh, backup singers and, and Shelby lead singer, J. and Shelby J, and they were amazing, amazing talents. And a five-piece horn section. Yeah. How it, many people were at Target Center? Like 8,000. The, the lower bowl was full, yeah. oh, okay. and the floor, there was nobody in the upper deck. Everyone okay. around me... We were dancing. Yep. We just were dancing. So it was a big, fun dance party. It, it felt, but I, I did agree with, I thought, yeah, maybe Prince should, because sometimes they, I was like, oh, what, what is this? The Why aren't they showing more close-ups and stuff? But it was just that that footage wasn't shot. Like with that purpose in mind, got so it. there weren't close-ups of his guitar or him okay, singing. Got it. But to me, that most for just your average person, that would have just been like it was just a Prince night of music, right. and it was and fun. it was filled with. So everybody that had tickets to this four-day celebration out at Paisley Park, which is basically like a Prince convention kind of yes, thing. a Prince convention. Everybody right. that went to that had tickets to this. Yes. So how many people do you think? A couple four thousand, thousand. Four thousand. Four thousand. So yeah, mm-hmm. four thousand of the people were die-hard fans. Yeah. And we learned when we were at the celebration, they're like, how many people are here from the Twin Cities? And it was like me, you, and John Bream. Yeah, it was just a handful of people. So Um, these are all people from around the world, from around the country that just can't get enough of Prince and are willing to spend... $500 Five hundred to fifteen hundred dollars to, to go. go to this, and yeah. people were going out. I mean, people went to the dance party on Saturday night at First mm-hmm. Avenue. Um, the t- you went to the toddler. I, I went to the kids one. A Sunday was that? morning. That was fun. That's yeah. the second year in a row we went to that, so that was fun. And all Prince music, and then you know, out at Paisley Park, I um, so four days. What did you guys talk about? Well. On well, Saturday. How do you explain? Well, I mean, so it's, we didn't, neither of us went Thursday, and Thursday there was a Sheila E. performance. Sheila E. And my brother said that amazing. was amazing. That's what I heard mm-hmm. too. So yeah. every day there's either, there's a combination of a bunch of things. There's live performances, there are um, concert uh, footage from shows that nobody has ever seen. Right. Um, I mean, Rocco went to the piano microphone tour, I which remember. was in January of 2016, and I got to see like 45 minutes. Of that show, and I was just blown away at how Prince rearranged all of his numbers that we know, his songs, and made them be fresh and exciting. And yeah. and they're showing it. You know, they're showing all this concert in great. the soundstage at Paisley Park. Um, yeah, and I think people, I mean, the people that go to this love it, it. it, and, they, it and we love loved it, it too. We but, loved it. Know. I mean, the concert footage. See, got, uh, I was also struck at seeing concert footage from last year and then this year is that when Prince played, and I think John Bream said this to me, he transformed. You, He was so happy. He loved his fans. He would say, hello, Montreal, or hello, mm-hmm. you know, hometown, or wherever you He would say it, you know, 10, 12 times. He really made a point. He really connected with his audience sure. in, in a very right. emotional Way and, and then the panels. That yeah, they then had. there was Q and A's. We I saw one with uh, Maite and, yeah, a, and a backup dancer, um, Maya McLean. 
Um, I, there was one with uh, Prince Photographers. There was one with the band from Friday Night. There was one with Sheila E. What did you guys think were some of the cool things that you learned that the average, you know, that we wouldn't know about in these breakout sessions? Well, it was fun. I, I went to the one, Lori and I split up, and I went to the one with uh, Maite and the backup dancer. And I did that May one yesterday, McLean. too. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was fun. You know, they made sure nobody asked any weird personal questions right? of Maite and stuff. Yeah. But, um, uh, John Bream actually wrote about this today too. One of the things that was funny, they they were like, "What did Prince teach you?" And oh. and Maya uh, McLean, who um, she she's a she was one of the dancers, the who twins? was a twin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, she said, "Okay, this might sound racial, but Prince taught me this." She, he said, "White people are always right on the beat, like one, two, three, four. And he's like, "Black people are a little bit behind the beat." And Latin people are a little ahead of the beat. And I want you to always be a little bit behind the beat. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. And she's like, okay, I'll do it. And yeah. she says to this day, she still knows how to Does do it. that just like Okay, Prince that is an yeah. interesting observation that yeah, I never would Yeah, there were really like, a, like that photographer. I don't think you saw him on the panel. The photographer of Prince's early years. Um, and, you know, he was just like basically the same age as Prince. And, you know, he was just like somebody that, can you come and take a photo? So for mm-hmm. the Dirty Minds album... All these years, you know, I've loved that album, but I only have eyes for Prince and his underwear and the leather. But he is, that's an that's a stripped down, it's just the coils of a bed spring behind him on that Dirty Minds album. I never knew mm-hmm. what that was. It kind of looks like spirographs sure, or something, sure. but it's an old, and that was that photographer. He said, I'll just prop this up because there was no money or anything. Sure. And, um... I thought, uh, yeah, we just, you'd learn little nuggets. And the other thing I'm struck at was Prince went through musicians and singers, bam, bam, bam. And sometimes there were bad feelings because he didn't just keep one band forever. Mm -hmm. In fact, we saw the first day we were there, we saw people from his original band of like Bobby Z and Dr. Fink. Why why didn't he keep people around? I think he got bored and he was always looking for new ways uh, to do his music. And he just had, he wanted people to always keep up. And I think maybe at the time people might have resented that, but it seems like all of them have now come to appreciate that just having worked with Prince opened all their next musical doors and continues to open doors. If you're lucky enough Mm -hmm. to work with him. If he recognized you and brought you in, everybody seems to, it was like he had this touch. And then yesterday, this guy, this other guy, we learned from him that in this photograph that he was a later photographer of Prince. And he, there's this photo of kind of Prince really looking just so fly in the suit. And what was the era when his hair was kind of longer? Maybe like love sexy. sexy, Yeah. And he is telling him, he said, just keep taking pictures. Don't stop clicking. And he just was talking to this guy. His name is Dave something. He's got a book out. He says, I am responsible for so many people's livelihoods and their kids going to college. Because Paisley Park must employ, even when Prince was around and probably more. It's a machine. Right. It is a huge place. I never realized that people, so many people recorded there when he lived in Spain and California that mm-hmm. you know REM and all these people have recorded at Paisley Park. I didn't Park. know that. Yeah, why was, would they? Why would they come because, to Minnesota to record? Just because he Prince's. had one of the most. He is one of the most amazing uh, recording studios. Yeah. Do people still use it? Since no, has it been used? No, it's not. I don't think it's I available think it's because of the because he passed away and, and everything. But he had an analog studio and just people who are. 
just a lot, a lot of people. And you see that when you take a museum tour. I have to go to the museum. I mean, yeah. this you do. Is, yeah. It's worth it. Yeah, it that's is. what I hear. You know, I just think to, you know, to kind of wrap up what we thought of the Friday night concert in case people out there oh, were yeah. like, I kind of wanted to go, but I didn't go. Sounds like they are going to prep, maybe take it on tour, take mm-hmm. it around the world. Because it was pretty cool. It was so good. The band was so good. And, and I think like what you said when you watched Prince concert footage, you were like, you were struck by how charming and you, you just couldn't keep your eyes off him. Well, in these last two years that we've been without him and we've seen all these tribute shows and, you know, celebrity, you went to the one at XL. Mm-hmm. Well, what's the one thing that's been missing? Yeah. Is Prince. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Prince, yeah. You know, and this show, whether you think it's tacky or not that yeah. they're doing this too soon, it looked beautiful. Prince's charm was there. Prince's sexiness was there. People couldn't stop looking at him. His voice. His, his voice. Yeah, his, his voice. voice yeah. his I bet his voice. that sounds, you know, when you put it that way. And he lo- yeah. and he transformed when he performed. That for sure was the one place when he was not feeling any pain, mm-hmm. any anything. I mean, he genuinely like loved it. And I think that's why he does have such a strong fan connection as people connect emotionally with him to his music were the were the people from europe or wherever else they came i'm just amazing super fans like oh yeah, yeah they're all they dressed just, in purple with yeah like, people in purple people oh were gosh. dressed up people were you know i mean just everyone was very happy and like they were happy that you know they didn't come the blizzard week yes and, and it seemed like a lot of them came for the second year in a row yes so lot. is this going to be an annual yeah. celebration yeah, they're already talking about it mm-hmm. um for next year they're like hey guess what next year it falls on easter weekend is that gonna screw anybody up well i don't know just a handful of people yeah. said it would but it, yeah it just was i it it just was was it kind of magical? Is it what was it magical. Like, that's what my brother, yeah. that's how he described it. Yeah. And, and he liked being with his purple family. And when I dropped him off at Sun Country, who's he uh, see? Oh, there's some people from the purple family because they had their prince. Yeah. Their prince here. All those people. They're just, uh, the friends I've made from going to see Prince and doing Prince stuff, they're just the best people. They just yeah. they accept you. They just, they love Prince. They're passionate about things and they're really, uh, it, they're, they're good people. I'm I'm glad to be part of it. Yeah. Oh, that's I know so it, cool, you I guys. Know it, it, it really was a cool, cool thing. So uh, anyway, and it did feel very celebratory. Yeah, it was. I mean, there's a little, I think I among Prince fans, once. there's a lot of, there's some controversy as to why they're doing this mm-hmm. on his death, on the anniversary of his death. Why couldn't we do this in June? I always and will quote, dearly beloved, we are gathered mm-hmm. here to celebrate this thing, thing called, called life. Oh, yeah. life. Called life. Right. Yeah. Right. So right. I just, in Prince's own lyrics, you know, and he was Jehovah Witness, he didn't celebrate his birthday. Right. Well, and the one of the last, they right before they took the stage on Friday night at Target Center, there was all these kind of quotes of Prince being played over the loudspeaker and the last one said something like you know don't celebrate my birthday 
celebrate the day I die. Mm-hmm. And that was the kind of the last thing you heard before Did the band he? started yeah. playing. Yeah. And wow. so, you know, yeah. maybe that was, maybe that's I the way think Prince so. wanted it. I think so. Wow. Rocco, well, thank, thank you, you so much. So much. It's fun you. You're, you you're not a number one Prince fan because now we met some of those people, right. but you're definitely in the top 100. Right. Thank you. <laughs> All right, listen, uh, we come back. Well, we'll just keep it on music and let's talk about the second week in a Beachella. What did I do wrong this time? That's parents for you. Very loyal. Should have had my back. Would you put a knife in my hand before? What else should I carry for you? I care for you, but the head's right now. I wish that I could say I'm proud. I'm sorry that I let you down. Let you down. All these voices in my head get down. Yeah. You don't want to make this work. You just want to make this once. Want me to listen to you, but you don't ever hear my words. You don't want to know Hey, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, this is breaking news on the Star Tribune. Prince's family has sued the Illinois Hospital and Walgreens Pharmacy chain, alleging right. mistakes that masked the drug abuse problems that led to Prince's death. Well, they have filed a wrongful death lawsuit in Illinois stemming from the treatment of Prince and Moline after he OD'd on opioids. While returning home from a concert in Atlanta, and it doesn't make any specific claims, but um, they're going to say stuff when the time is right. Walgreens is named in the lawsuit because they dispense opioid medications to Prince in somebody else's name. Also, the hospital pharmacist took a look at the pills that Prince had in his possession, and he said, yeah, those look like Vicodin. Those were actually the counterfeit pills that had fentanyl in it. Right. Oh, dear. And it's unclear whether correct identification of the pills at the Moline Hospital would have made a difference, but of course it would have made a difference. Right. And because the investigators don't believe that Prince knew that they were fake. Well, well, right. Of Vicodin pills. Um, So anyway, and then, of course, irony, irony, the, the... the guy, the day of his death, you know, the guy comes in from the California oh, treatment yeah. to, to yeah. help him. Not, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so that is happening with that just happened. That's just mm. well, I re- they said that he refused when they stopped in Moline, Illinois. He refused to he refused further treatment, yeah. but they had to, you know, when you have an overdose, I guess even that they were they it was. Is this the stuff the guys gave him on the plane? No, that was. You have to read the article. Yeah. It's okay. very in depth. It will answer all your questions. Right. But uh, yeah, you know when somebody ODs and they give you two shots of that Narcodon or whatever it is called, you know they they're not just going to let you go. So there was an investigation and done all of that. But once they released him at six in the morning or whatever it was. And, you know, he's got his own plane, so, yeah, you know. Um, but Beachella happened this weekend, and uh, uh, the, I guess the only way that people found a way to follow what was going on with Beyonce on that whole Beachella, because it wasn't YouTube like last weekend. Twitter. Apparently, no, you yeah. need to follow Beyonce's mom, Miss Tina, on Instagram. Mm. That is where you get That's insight you into out. all the celebs who are blessed enough to be present for the performance of Beyonce round two. Um, and the biggest surprise, Katie Holmes was there. And we... She was, we- with the photo, the only photo of a celebrity with Beyonce and Katie Holmes and Miss Tina this weekend. All right. And, but I tell you, Spencer was there, Naomi Campbell, 
Apparently, Jamie Foxx was there last weekend and maybe again this weekend. We don't have a photo, but um, Eminem. Eminem was there. Well, and he, he made performed. a big announcement. Mm-hmm. So he said that he um, he's 45 years old, which just seems surprising to me. Um, Saturday, he performed and he said he's celebrating a milestone. Today, I celebrated my 10 years or yesterday and Friday, he celebrated his 10 years of sobriety. And he wrote alongside the image, and this might have showed up on the big screen, um, that he had the 10-year pin from Alcoholics Anonymous. And he said that he revealed he had a near-death experience from an accidental overdose Overdose, in 2007 after his addiction got so bad he was taking up to 20 pills a day. He said, I used to get pills wherever I could. I was just taking anything that anybody was giving me. Um, and he credits his kids, his biological daughter, Haley Jade, his two adopted daughters, Lainey and Whitney, which I didn't even know he had two adoptive daughters. He said for helping him keep sober and also exercising his addiction to exercising. He said, when I got out of rehab, I needed to lose weight. I also needed to figure out a way to function sober. And lest I was blitzed out of my mind, I had trouble sleeping. So I started running. It gave me the natural endorphin high. It also helped me sleep. So it was perfect. And I think, you know, if I've gained any understanding of Prince and going to and seeing these panels and listening, he really had a hard time, if not an impossible time. This is just me from from hearing people, Mm -hmm. the panelists talking about him, um, turning his brain off. He was just always thinking lyrics and writing and how he could arrange it. He just had a mind that didn't stay quiet. And that's why he famously was a night owl and he liked to keep other people up with him. And if he was on a creative tear, he could, uh, I think one of the panels, uh, they had been up for three days straight and he and the, like, I don't know if it was a sound engineer or whatever. And he was just like, I usually, I would always fall asleep. He said, but I outlasted and Prince fell asleep right at the sound. Um, yeah, that thing. would, I think because be, that is a sort of a thing that you always find with people who are like really smart or really great at something. They can't shut it off. Yeah. It seems to be. And that's thing. why you hear a lot of times that meditation helps in those yeah. situations and, um, yesterday at the panel, so pr- going back to Prince, because Will, really? Who? Will huh? Smith what? wanted Prince, he he once off, they offered Prince 400000 to perform at Jada's uh, birthday party. In 2015? Mm-hmm. He wanted uh, him to, I don't know if it was ever going to happen. We don't know if he went to the appearance. They're not saying, but I'm like, damn. Don't you remember? That <laughs> was always the thing yeah. in <laughs> Hollywood. We'd ask, you know, the people that they were most nervous about. Celebrities didn't really care about meeting other celebrities, but the one that they felt the most uncomfortable and nervous and excited to meet was Prince. Prince. Always. Nancy O'Dell told us that. Yes. She covered Grammys and all these other things. She says, everyone, if Prince was at anything, because she covered Academy Awards and right. Golden Globes, and she said if he was there, people would just freak out. Right. Like, how do I see him? What are, where is he? What well, do I? So yesterday, yeah. at the, one of the panels and part of singing is the the band formerly known as The Family. They're called F Deluxe. And was this the very first no. band? Yeah, yeah. This would have been like the first band. Prince had so many side projects in the early 80s. Vanity Six and this, that, and the other thing. But Susanna Melvoin was someone... She's Wendy's twin sister, and Prince was engaged to her. Yes. And she was there yesterday, and her... Her ex-husband 
is Renee Zellweger's boyfriend, but he left Susanna for Cheryl Crow. I know there's just some gossip That's there for you to one. follow that. Yeah. But she was there and Paul Peterson was there, of course, yesterday. And yeah, it was fun. We'll be back. That's good, guys. Yeah, thank you.